Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Save Your Sanity Podcast. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. Are you living with the chaos, confusion, and uncertainty that a toxic person loves to create? Is a partner, parent, ex, sibling, child, or coworker causing you to second-guess yourself? That can be crazy-making. I'm here to help you save your sanity. So let's get down to it and figure some things out now. Stay tuned. Hello, and welcome to Save Your Sanity, Help for Toxic Relationships. I'm Dr. Rupert Shaler. I'm so glad that you're here. If you've just found me, I'm glad that you did. And if you're returning, I'm glad you found value and came back. Always remember, you can invite people to join you here. Just have them go to YouTube. My YouTube channel is For Relationship Help. Have them subscribe or subscribe on my Facebook page. So tonight we're going to be talking about something that underlies so much of life when we have a difficult person, toxic person, a toxic relationship, and that is anger and anxiety. There is always underlying anger and anxiety. It is in the hijackal and it is in you if you are with a hijackal, raised by a hijackal, near a hijackal. Um, it's really important to understand that that and how help to clarify what's going on within you in response to it and what is happening to you. So those are the things that are on the agenda for this evening. And anger and anxiety are different, but they're very related. So you know that a hijackal, a toxic person, a person who maybe has narcissistic or antisocial tendencies has anger so close to the surface, so ready to explode. And they also have an anxiety that you may not recognize. And don't put your compassion hat on firmly here. Their anxiety is that Someone may disrespect them. Someone may blame them. Someone may shame them. Someone may not validate them. So they have anxiety about that. And they have anxiety about, do I have everyone and everything under control? And they are anxious about that. So they have anger and anxiety. And you, having been around them or are being around them, have anger that you have to be on the high alert all the time, anger that you're being treated unfairly, anger that you are being blamed for everything, and you have anxiety walking on eggshells, looking over your shoulder, when is it going to strike? Where's it going to come from? What's going to be said? What am I going to be blamed for? What's going to come out of thin air? So everybody has ang anger and anxiety. So everybody's walking around somewhat anxious and somewhat angry. And you might say, oh, no, I'm not angry. I'm not angry. Mm, you are. Because even if you have resentment, that's a form of anger. Underlying resentment that you have to be so careful. Underlying resentment that you're going to have your phone blown up. Where are you? Why aren't you home yet? Where are you? With whom? All that kind of thing. This, 
the interrogation of being with a hijackal. Most hijackals, not all of them are like that. Some of them just simply want to go and do their own thing and they don't blow your phone up, but they also want to know where you were. So we have anger and we have anxiety. Now, anger is an arousal that comes on quickly in response to a threat. That threat may be in our head. (laughs) We may think there's a threat or there may be a threat. Anxiety is a response to the fear or worry about there may be a threat. So they're a little bit different than one another, but they're very intertwined. And so it's important for us to have distinctions around that. Anxiety can lead to anger. So maybe you're driving down the street or maybe the hijackal is driving down the street. They're deep in thought. They're a little annoyed that they have to go where they're going. The sun may be in their eyes. There may be kids in the back of the car that are taking t- precious time that they would like to spend on themselves. And then somebody pulls out in front of them and we get road rage because they were already anxious. And then an incident happened and that anxiety turned into rage and that internal anxiety shifted into an externalized form, which presents as anger. So it's all caught in there together. And that anger, when it comes out of that anxiety is most often out of proportion. So they go off like a Roman candle, but the same thing can happen when a hijackal blames you for something and gets really in your face and starts putting you down and pushing you and doing all that negative that they can think to do and calling you names and you react to it and you get angry and then what? You become the abuser. So they can do, they can send all their anger your way. You're already anxious about what they're going to do. And then your anxiety and their anger coming toward you turns into reactive abuse where you get angry at them. And you know how they play on that. That makes them very happy when they can push the button and you go off like a Roman candle. So it's a very intricate dance of anger and anxiety. We need to figure that out so that you can be in control of yourself. You're not going to control the hijackal, but you do want to be in control of yourself because it goes absolutely nowhere good, does it, when there's anger on both sides. When things start to really get into it, everything, all bits are off, everything falls apart, everything has the potential to be dangerous. So we want to be very, very clear about that because anger and anxiety can be a toxic situation and can create a toxic situation. And anger and anxiety attacks have similarities. Sometimes you're not really sure what's what. So we want to get some clarity around that tonight. And the differences typically are that in situations where you feel emotionally trapped, that's when you're going to have anger. When you really feel boxed in, when you've been caught, when there's nowhere to go, they won't let you out. They won't let you say anything. You're always wrong. And you get completely emotionally trapped. That anger rises up and that's where we get the reactive abuse. It's not your fault, but of course you don't want to be doing that. You got pushed into a corner and you want to know how to handle the corner. So that becomes very important. And 
anger sometimes becomes a bit habitual. So we get irritated over small things repeatedly. And then sometimes we're angry at the hijackal and we know that we can't be angry and express that anger at the hijackal safely. So we divert it and we get angry at somebody else. And we have to be able to take those things apart too, because anxiety and anger are very closely related, very closely related. So as you think about that, think about, do you know when you're anxious? Do you know when you're angry? Do you know when the crossover is? Do you know what pushes your buttons to make you anxious? Well, hijackals do that all by themselves because they breathe, right? <laughs> but do you know specifically what it is? Do you know when you get the most anxious? Do you know what events make the most anxiety in the situation? Do you know what pushes the hijackals' buttons to make them particularly angry, sort of angry, or not too angry? to become very clear and specific about these things so that you can control yourself and move toward a more empowered result. And that's, of course, what we want to be doing. We want to be emerging empowered. And you know that's the name of my community, safely off social media on my website, Emerging Empowered Community. And if you'd like to be a member and have special access to me and lots of good things, you can go to joinintoday.com. Don't worry about HTTPs and all that. Just put joinintoday.com and you will find me. And if you do find value in the show, I really invite you to make a small donation uh, one time or a monthly donation. Go to patreon.com slash save your sanity, patreon.com slash save your sanity. It really helps when everyone gives a little and defrays the cost. So anxiety and anger. Now, angry we have antagonism to a person. We think they're responsible for our suffering. And so we direct our emotions at them, our heightened emotions, our arousal at something being unfair or unjust, and we put it in their direction. And it's often past-oriented. Things that have happened and they happen again and we're angry about them, or things that have happened and we haven't resolved them in any way, right? So our anger is kind of past-oriented. It's, it's already happened and then we get the arousal in the moment in response to that. So most of the things that we get angry about have happened before and made us angry. And so as we begin to calibrate more and more, I certainly find this with my clients, that as they get clearer and clearer on calibrating what is actually happening in a relationship with a hijackal, they start to catch those things earlier and earlier. And they recognize what's going on and they can control their behavior in a way that makes them happier. Now, anxiety, on the other hand, is a buildup of bodily tension. And so it's it's just kind of in the wind and it's, it's unspecific in many cases. It's not a single thing or a single thing you're concerned about. It's kind of generalized anxiety. And you're not feeling in control of a situation. You're not feeling in control of yourself. And most of anxiety is future-oriented. What's going to happen? What do I need to be careful of? What might happen next? So Anxiety is more in the future and anger is more in the past. And we can feel anxious and it'll lead to anger and we can feel angry and will lead us to feeling anxious. And then, of course, we have 
the hijackals. And their life work is to keep you feeling uncertain, confused, in chaos, not sure if you can count on their word, you can't count on their word. If they're going to have the story straight, they're going to change the story. They're going to accept that something needs to change, or they're going to tell you you need to change. There's just so much there. That is their life work to keep you uncertain. And so that makes you anxious. There's a certain degree of anxiety when they are constantly moving the markers, keeping you anxious. Will they keep their word? Will they actually be somewhere at the time they said? Will they not rage like they promised, whatever? So it makes you anxious. And then you get angry about that. You get angry that you're anxious. And then you get angry at them. And then something happens that they do and boom, you've got reactive abuse. And now we've got a real circle built into this because now they're pointing the finger at you that all those things happened. And yet they were the author. They were the button pusher to make all those things happen. And you know, it's at that precise moment when your reactive uh, abuse comes out, when you just get angry and lose it, that's the moment that they call the police, right? So we want to be able to handle anger and anxiety. We want to be able to handle it within ourselves and handle it with good communication skills, being able to calibrate what needs to be done, what's fair to be done, what's wise to be done, and then to be able to manage yourself, really manage yourself and your emotions and your thoughts in the present moment. So you become more and more aware. That's a lot about what emerging in power is when I work with my clients, because, you know, sometimes we're just so exhausted or a client is so exhausted that they just want to leave. You know, I'll go. I won't take anything. I I'll, just let me get out of here. And my task in those situations when there isn't a lack of safety is to say no Let's be emerging empowered. Let's get yourself together. Let's get all this work done within yourself as you slowly get the work done to decide if you're leaving and then to enact that, to execute your exit plan um, all in good order. You want to be doing that. And if I can help you, you can use my new client opportunity at beaclient.com, beaclient.com. So we've got that cycle that they keep you uncertain, that makes you anxious, you get angry because you shouldn't have to feel anxious, then they make you angry at them, and you blow up, and then we have reactive abuse. And none of that is going to be good. And when you're attracted to a hijackal, many people who are attracted to hijackals and hijackals themselves, they have an insecure attachment style. It's insecure or avoidant or dismissive. And that leads to anger and anxiety too. So that's one of the things that we have to work through in the therapeutic process is to find out what happened to you that made this style attractive to you and why can they hook you so easily? And then we have to pry all their fingers off you and then you can make a better decision. 
So you get angry at yourself because you're not leaving. You get angry at yourself because you have to stay. Um, you get angry at yourself because you have to leave. I mean, there, you can you can have the anger from the anxiety of wanting the anxiety to end, and you get angry about not being able to end the anxiety. And so it is a self-perpetuating thing. Now, one of the things that's interesting is in 2019, there was a study done by de Blaise and Ruiz. And what they found was that people who have both, important to remember, people who have both anxiety and depression were much more likely to demonstrate anger. If a person was only anxious, they would have more anger, but a person who was only depressed would have less anger. So. Anxiety takes us out of the present moment and disconnects us from the present reality. You know, we're already worrying about something happening. We're concerned about something happening, concerned about what the hijackal will think or what the hijackal will do or not do, all of that. So we're already in anxiety. So we're not in the present moment seeing what's going on. We're worrying about what's coming down the road, right? And so we get into that anxious place. And when you find yourself fuming, with no clear cause, you can't come up with a reason why you're fuming. It's usually anxiety, and it looks like anger, but it's anxiety. So if you've had those moments where you're just angry, just angry, and you think, I don't know why. What's, what's wrong with you? I don't know why. Well, that's usually anxiety that is presenting itself as anger. That's why it's important to figure all these things out. And when I'm with my clients, we've got to figure out what is anxiety and what is anger and where is it coming from? Where did it start? So many questions. But it's so important to figure that all out. You can't do it any younger. You don't want to repeat these relationships with hijackals, but you want to be safe to do what you need to do in order to leave or extricate yourself or stay safe with a hijackal. So it's very important because both anger and anxiety are rooted in fear. We're, they're just rooted. You know, the anger is what did the past mean? Why did that happen? Or what does the present mean? What do they mean right now? What are they saying? What are they doing? And the future, your concern, that anxiety, uh, it will be unsafe. How do I keep it safe? How do I stay on top of all these things? How do I interpret what's going on? So very, very important. I know I use that word important frequently, but that's what it is. It's essential to understand the difference between anxiety and anger and how they meld together and how they are within you and how to respond to them within another human and particularly how to respond to them within another human if that human happens to be a hijackal. Now, you know, if you've been listening for a while, what my definition of a hijackal is, but if you're new to save your sanity, hijackal is my term for people who hijack relationships for their own needs and purposes and then proceed to relentlessly scavenge those relationships for power, status, and control. So when I'm talking about hijackals, I'm talking about people who are in it to win it for themselves. They don't have empathy for you. They have uses for you. They don't have real love, real sustaining love to give you. 
They have uses for you. And they love to see you anxious and angry. Even though they'll say that they can't stand it, there's a part of them that has that, you know, that hijackal smirk. I don't think I can even do it, but somehow they, it's a smile, but it's turned up at the edge. And I've told you before that in one of my episodes, you can go and find it wherever you like to get podcasts or go to saveyoursanitypodcast.com. But I had a facial coding expert on and I asked him about it. And I think I mentioned this in the last podcast too. And he said that that smirk, what I call the hijackal smirk, is, uh, is the code for disdain and anger. And when you put those two things together, you get contempt. They have contempt for you. They, they just look down their nose at you. They, they discount you. And that smirk that comes when they think that they've got you trapped or they've made you angry or they've made you anxious or you're now trapped in uncertainty and chaos and confusion. And they're going, yay, I did it. Look at that. Look at the control I have over this person. And for a minute, they're satisfied, just a hot minute, (laughs) because then they get concerned that they'll lose it. And so they up the ante. But hijackals have anger all the time. Hijackals have anxiety all the time. They're always anxious about whether they're going to be respected or in control or adored or validated, as I said earlier, or that they, they, are, they are ultimately seen in a good light. That's why I say hijackals paint a public picture of perfection, but at home they provide a private place of pain. All their good look goes out into the community or their workplace, and all of their vitriol and pain comes home. And that's just the way it is. And that's why it's so difficult when you go to someone for help and you say, this is how it is at my house. And they say, oh, that person is the salt of the earth. They're wonderful. You're so lucky to have them. And you just want to crawl in a hole. Do you not understand how? awful it is at my house for me. And they don't because they only see that public picture of perfection. And that can cause you more anxiety and anger too. Hijackals are always angry, as I said, and and they're always projecting, you know, whatever they're afraid is true of them, they say is true of you. They're always accusing you of things. They're always finding fault. They're always blaming you for things. They like to shame you. All the things that they're most afraid of within themselves that they definitely do not want to feel or feel they need to feel, they like to perpetrate on you. So shame, blame, judgment, criticizing, accusing, finding fault, dumping their anger, projecting their fears, they will do all of that. And there you are, the unlucky recipient of their anxiety and their anger. And you begin to fear that anger because it shows up in nasty ways. And even when they're speaking in a tone that if it were recorded, someone who didn't know them might not know that they were angry, but you know exactly what they're doing. And you maybe have experienced reactive abuse. You don't want to do it again. And, but you, you experience reactive abuse and then you decide, am I the problem? Am I the hijackal? 
I'm the one who got angry. And then you start to blame yourself. And the hijackle blames you anyway. And it's a really tough place to be, which will up your anxiety, up your resentment, and therefore up your anger. So it very, very entwined anger and anxiety. Very entwined and very important. There goes that word again. Very important to figure it out. Because if you don't take the time to figure it out, sort out your feelings, sort out what you're taking from this, sort out how you feel about it, get some good skills, know how to communicate in ways that don't poke hijackles, do your very best so that you feel you have done your best, then they will always have the better of you. They will be batting you around like a cat toy. You know, push you this way or push you that way. Or as I said in last week's podcast, it's like they have you as a piece of clay on a pottery wheel and they just push the vase this way, then push the vase the other way just for fun, just to see what it will do. So important to notice, really important to notice what is going on in terms of anger and anxiety within the hijack or within you, within the dynamic between the two of you, because it is constant. It is a constant dance of anger and anxiety. So intertwined. So we have to take this apart and figure out what to do about things that are creating anxiety that lead to that reactive abuse, because that's number one. You do not want to get to that place of reactive abuse. Or if you've been there, you don't want to go there again, right? I did a whole podcast on reactive abuse. Just look it up. Wherever you like to get your podcast, just do a search. Or if you want to go and find it on my website, you can go to SaveYourSanityPodcast.com. And there is that usual little um, magnifying glass so that you can do a search there at SaveYourSanityPodcast.com. And then when you find those things out, when you've dug deep to find out what's really going on, which of my buttons are they pushing? Maybe buttons I didn't even know I had from my past or my childhood. And they are pushing them and I'm reacting. I could take that back. I could do it differently with a little help. And that's what I'm here to do is to give you that help, whether you get it as a, a personal client, a private client of mine at Be A Client, or you come on over to um, my Emerging Empowered Community at joinintoday.com. I'm there to help you at different levels, of course. So this becomes something you can do something about, something you can take control over. And when you get back into a sense of some control and understanding, some good communication skills, then you can feel like you can make good decisions, that you can take up a little more space and you can not be knocked over by the hijackle as easily and you can make good decisions about your life and what you want it to look like, what you want your children's lives to look like, and then you can proceed from that decision-making. But the most important thing in all this talk of anger and anxiety is that you don't want to be in the past with your anger. You don't want to be in the future with your anxiety. You need skills to bring yourself to the present moment and know what to do with it. That is primary, really important. There's that word again. But it 
is important. It's essential to your well-being. It's essential to your sense of self that you feel, I know what to do. I am in charge of me. Much as the hijackal wants to believe that they are in charge of you. No, you want to clearly know that you know what you're up to and you're not being batted around like a cat toy. So I hope this has opened your eyes to think even more deeply about anger and anxiety within the hijackle, within yourself, and what you can do is to now focus on that, to learn about that. I didn't have time tonight to give you a bunch of tips as to what to do. Just that you need to recognize it, to make some inquiries into yourself, into the relationship. Where is the anger? Where is the anxiety? What's pushing what? Is it anxiety that's pushing the anger? Is it anger that's making you anxious? What is going on? And that will give you a good start, a good beginning into looking at changing the dynamic. So until we speak again, look, think about all that stuff and take really good care of yourself because you're precious and you matter. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some new insights, some ideas and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with a dollar or five each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Learn more about how to work with me by a video conference, join my optimized circles, or subscribe to this podcast on my YouTube channel at my website, transformingrelationship.com. Talk soon.